0: it's time it's time to scale but how do you scale internationally and how do you scale through corporate partnerships i'm kimberly larson i'm the founder and ceo of indie riot and time to riot and together with Suprasteria and danske bank with guests we will be exploring these topics live in this three-part podcast series from the epicenter join us and see if you are ready are you a startup wanting to collaborate with a corporate or maybe you're a corporate that's considering creating a collaboration with a startup in this episode of time to scale we will discuss stories with success we'll discuss the loopholes related to startup collaborations and we will get some valuable insight from both public sector and private companies perspective and corporate partnerships is a great prioritization at superasteria in order to spur innovation. And this is why they have invited uh, Gustav from Storbrann and Petra from Digitaliseringsdirektoratet to discuss all the do's and don'ts. Tobias, you are the head of Soprasteria Scale-Up. Why is this important? Why should we have corporate collaborations?
1: Well, why we need the corporate collaborated with startups is because the, the big organizations need new solutions. And those solutions are maybe not developed by the large suppliers in the world. So many other solutions that can add business value are developed in the startup ecosystems. But it could be that uh, the large corporation doesn't know about it. And that's a mistake.
0: So so you're saying that you might become a little bit blinded when you're in, in a big environment and you need uh, influences?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I do believe that... Uh, the large corporations, even though they are private or a public sector, they don't have the capability always to see and find those solutions that are out there. But if we can help them to, to find those solutions and also see how they can fit into the, into the bigger picture at the corporates, then we have some good things that keep going.
0: Well, Gustav, you are the chief innovator officer uh, leading the innovation team at Storebrann. Doesn't that mean that you do all the innovation within your own team?
2: It's a very good question. Uh, it's like 50% of the work, the rest of the work is uh, focused on uh, finding and uh, partner up with uh, good startups out in Norway, Sweden, rest of Scandinavia, and the rest of the world. So
0: you agree, w- agree with the Tobias, no reinventing the wheel sort of thinking?
2: Both yes and no. It's kind of pros and cons. If you develop everything yourself, it's a lot more costly. But on the other hand, you can uh, kind of keep all the revenues yourself. So it's uh, more or less how much risk you are willing to take if you partner up with a startup it goes kind of faster lower your risk uh, cost you less but on the other hand you have to share the revenues with the startup
0: uh, petra you also have a lot of experience from public sector innovation in the public sector how is that
3: i think it's uh, progressing very well uh, today we have a lot of municipalities who's very innovative in developing um, Really good services and products for the citizens. And uh, I also think that the strategic, from the strategic point of view, innovation is on the political agenda in a completely different way than, for example, for just five years ago.
0: Do you have an example?
3: Yeah, I think um, Oslo, uh, city of Oslo is doing a lot of very interesting stuff when it comes to digitalization with their own team, Origo. uh, But we should not forget all the small municipalities around Norway. They are doing a lot of very interesting innovation and contributions.
0: So am I understanding you guys correctly that these uh, collaborations are actually strategically smart? It's not just like a surplus uh, project uh, for those who can, right?
1: I do believe that open innovation is uh, two words that will be uh, higher up on the agenda the coming years and the open innovation goes on look outside your own uh, your own uh, organization to see what kind of solutions that could fit to your organization
0: i think this is really good i come from a startup and a scale-up point of view and it's nice to hear also that you know the value that uh, these corporates in our startups and uh, it, it might be easy to to uh, see the value for the startups uh, but not necessarily the other way but what do you think it takes um what do you need to see in a startup for them to to be an interesting uh, uh, collaboration potential for you to be us
1: for me it's about uh, having a use case that is easy and visible to understand I do believe that most, maybe not most, but many startups out there are maybe thinking about they gonna solve the whole problem for the client or the customer. But if you're looking at from a corporate side, I rather look for startups who have solutions that could fit like a piece of a puzzle into a larger picture and see how that solution, which then is the piece of a puzzle, can fit in to the large corporation or the public sectors applications
0: yeah. so is there a level of readiness needed into this can i just uh, you know have a piece of puzzle that i have in my mind and approach you at Studebrand and say look what i have and uh, we might get a partnership
2: yeah you are more than willing to do that and, uh, <laughs> <coughs> i think we will uh, answer you quite quickly asking you to as briefly as possible describe what kind of problem you are solving for the customer and why it should be in storebrand's interest to solve that problem together. And also, if you have an idea of how we could cooperate on a, on a bis- from a business pers- perspective, that uh, would be good as well.
0: So do you actually um, do you have certain areas only that you want when you're looking for uh, potential partners? Uh, Are they solving problems you already are aware of and want to be solved? Or uh, might they come in with a new idea that you haven't thought about? Do you have a clear strategy on that part?
2: It's a very good question. Uh, It's uh, both uh, problems or customer needs that we are focusing on. But sometimes one important source for us is simply as as reading the newspapers. So when you're reading the newspapers, you read about startups solving a different customer problem or need that you haven't thought of. And then we we get in contact with that startup. So it's very often the other way around, or much more often the other way around.
0: So so it's more often that you go out and scout than that they approach you?
2: Yeah, I would say so. That's
0: interesting. Is that your experience as well, Petra?
3: Well, I think uh, we need to work much more with the startups because we have a lot of uh, challenges, uh, not only in the public sector, but also the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals, for instance. We have a lot of right. missions to to find good solutions, To And uh, we have, uh, in the public sector, of course, a lot of companies contacting us. But uh, I would see much more of that. Um, we have... Um, companies that uh, are very brave, uh, calling, knocking on the door, and be very specific when they have a, con- a solution or a proposal. And uh, we have companies that only would like to work with us through procurement. So there are different levels of how to work with uh, with startups in the public sector. But again, I think, um, a more proactive uh, startup scene uh, I- when it comes to working with the public sector is, is is very welcome.
0: So there's one thing that I'm wondering. So uh, as a startup, I'm often experiencing that people would like to buy pilots or buy a piece of my product, but they don't want to pay for it. They don't want to pay for the pilot. And and of course, like has been mentioned, there's value in brand names and there's value in you know the trust and everything but uh, for a startup you know time is money and time spent on free pilots takes time away from paying customers how do you feel um, how do you feel on the matter of paying startups for pilots Gustav,
2: uh, i think that it's important also to test uh, the willingness to pay for the product so that should kind of be included in the first pilot together so that's one thing that uh, differs uh, lean startup way of working from uh, traditional uh, market research so that's uh, one thing and the other thing is that uh, you should kind of respect the time from both the, the corporate and the startups and time is money also for the corporate so both parties are investing in the collaboration
0: So what would a a dream case be for you? Because, you know, startups, we often have to answer these things like, what's your dream investor or what's your dream corporate partnership? What's your dream startup? Like the hottest startup collaboration you can imagine. Uh, I I
3: think that it's impossible to say because it all depends on the challenge we have. And uh, I think it's very important that the public sector is not just selecting one or two, but that we have parallel uh, dialogues because uh, you never know what will come up and uh, that's why it's so important to have an, a very broad mindset and, and uh, also as you said Tobias an, an open innovation approach to the public sector development.
2: Do
0: you have any bad experiences uh, Tobias with uh, some of these partnerships? Have you learned some uh, valuable lessons that we can avoid?
1: I mean some of the most valuable lessons are the time the aspect of time because of course a startup needs revenue as fast as possible and the corporate doesn't have the same time or burning platform to actually start the collaboration as fast as possible because then you have uh, from the corporate side it's more about uh, rather experiment and try and validate if the solution is a good one and that will take some time but that's maybe not what the startup wants. The startups, of course, want to full-scale uh, implementation, but from the corporate side, that is maybe not the most preferred way to do it. And there we have the first of the conflicts, uh, how to, to to find a good balance. Yeah,
0: This is really interesting because that's a very good point. What What actually makes a corporate attractive? for a startup or for a scale-up. So uh, you mentioned things like, like time, like w- um, what does a corporate need to have in place to be a good partner for a startup if you want to, to actually scale and innovate?
1: I do believe that uh, in order to have a, a corporate that is ready to work with startups, you have to have some kind of a rig that is suitable for the partner and collaboration. You have to see, okay, what kind of internal processes do I have? What kind of uh, strategy do I have when collaborating with uh, startups? And what ways of flexibility regarding business models can I as a corporate provide to a startup? And if you don't do that and have a clear thought on how to handle these things, then the possibilities or the, the outlook for a successful collaboration it's quite small, I would say.
0: I mean, we've, we've seen a lot of these maturity discussions uh, in Norway, a lot on the investment uh, side as well, uh, of how uh, maybe the startups are not mature enough in the way they approach investors, and investors are not mature enough, so they, they, they choke. Um, the startups instead of you know helping to scale and I think this is, um, this is a big concern for a lot of uh, startups when it comes to, to corporates and they're maybe scared of giving away their ideas and, mm. and what is the best way to either kill that myth that that is a, a problem or, or to protect the ones who, who come with the ideas but don't necessarily have the big muscles Gustav, <laughs> you were pointed at
2: thank you (laughs) (coughs) to start with uh, i think that uh, people really should realize both from a corporate perspective and from a startup perspective that ideas are not uh, are not worth very much so uh, people shouldn't be afraid to discuss ideas Uh, in silicon valley they have uh, they don't use ndas anymore because they have realized that uh, the value in in an idea is to kind of discuss and develop the idea together so that's uh, the number one thing and uh, people really should look upon this from both uh, perspectives that uh, if you are a startup people uh, really should uh, kind of respect the reality that the corporate is kind of living under and the other way around as well and uh, the most important thing from both uh, perspectives are perhaps to respect the time from each party.
0: That I definitely agree, and I hear what you're saying. <laughs> and I agree with the NDAs, and I, I, you know, I've, I've built a couple of companies and uh, my God, it's taken so long and cost me so much, and it's sweat, blood, and tears, and nobody's gonna steal an idea to put that much effort into it. But then there is that you know, balance of, we've, we have seen uh, corporate partnerships where they've started as partnerships and then the corporate has you know, moved along with uh, the same idea. So th- there are still a couple of um, loopholes that we should be, c- be careful to. And I think, uh, sure, NDA, that's definitely not the answer for an idea, but are there other things we can do to protect both sides so that it feels uh, safe to enter in, into a long term perspective?
2: One thing is uh, investments. <coughs> I think that the corporate venture capital is uh, uh, a tool that is uh, it's very good to kind of strengthen the, the partnership. So if you have invested in the startup then you kind of respect the startup even more then it's a part of your own brand more or less and uh, you kind of get the common uh, objective to increase the value of the startup.
0: That is a very good point. It's, uh, if you put your money in it you kind of want it to grow so uh, that makes uh, <laughs> that makes complete sense but what other like what are the business models that you think work uh, best Petra I- in these sort of uh, corporate partnerships well I think it's very
3: important to clarify the expectations from both parties um, because uh, every now and then when we have a challenge and we arrange hackathons or whatever it's very easy for the for the startup or the company to to sort of believe that we are going to buy the solution or we are going to use your ideas. So to be very clear on the expectations, but also the timeline, I think in the public sector, we have a completely different timeline. Uh, There are some, unfortunately, some bureaucracy uh, and not all of the bureaucracy is a good one. Uh, And when we talk to the companies or startups, we have, I mean, we're talking weeks, right? So again, coming back to uh, expectations and the different responsibilities in the development or innovation process.
0: Yeah, I think, because uh, as mentioned as well time, and I can extremely relate, it's like weeks, that's like a lifetime in, in my company. Um, yeah. And I know Digitalisering Directorate now, now has a focus on the collaboration with, with the public sector towards startups, where time is one of the aspects that they're trying to navigate within start off um, can you say a little bit about that
3: well start off it's uh, it's a new program or it's a framework uh, where uh, the public sector in Norway is going to uh, be able to uh, work with uh, startups but with then smoother and shorter uh, <coughs> procurement processes and I think it's not developed right now and uh, we we'll go live on early next year so that would be really interesting to see
0: how, how that will turn out. Cuz it's all about managing these uh, expectations. I mean what what are your expectations to the startups to be us when when they enter to your innovation program? Uh,
1: one of the things that I like to see from a startup is that they're coming with a clear thoughts on okay how can super so, scale up assist the startup in order to to get entrance to a client or how to work together. And again I think time is one thing but also timing because we're talking a lot about good solutions out there but from the corporate side i mean it's all about timing i mean you can have the best solution in the world but if you uh, just set aside uh, or a new project in house that uh, is basically the same that this solution can uh, can provide then it's quite easy to say that it's a it's a long shot to get it done but for me uh, and again talking about uh, building uh, a timeline and uh, timing when it's good to approach and also as a clear value proposition on how the startup can add value. I think that's one mm. of the most important things.
0: Do you have some examples of some uh, some of your favorite uh, partnerships and and uh, examples of how this has been um, very successful both for you and for the startup?
1: I mean, one of the real interesting examples is that some of the startups we work with or the startups we work with are mature they are uh, having uh, solutions already out there they're having uh, clients they're having a clear model of revenue but when they come to us some of them has already started with pocs or pilots at some of the clients and then they say okay if we're going to scale the solution at the large corporation then we need someone who can actually make sure that this can go from a pilot to a large project and think about how to scale it into the, the organization. And when a startup coming to us with that in mind and knows, okay, this is what we have, this is what we need, then it's much, much easier for me to see, okay, how could we actually build this together or how can we complement each other to, to make it less risky for the large corporation to actually say yes To try a startup solution
0: so most important it's it's sort of a readiness assessment that you do and uh, of course they need to know why they're coming to you yeah you want them to do their research on you before before they come
1: at least i want to do the research about what their solution can (laughs) uh, can add and as uh, gustav said what problems are you solving because then it makes my work to see okay how could this solution fit one of our clients much much easier
0: you mentioned bureaucracy uh, how Ooh. is it <laughs> 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 how is it working with innovation within you know a place known for bureaucracy
3: well i think we should uh, work for eliminating uh, most bureaucracy uh, yes <laughs> i'm uh, with you all I, I the i used way. to call it the bureaucracy the the bogeyman of bureaucracy um because we need flat armies Uh, We don't need too much hierarchies. And I think this digital uh, shock we have been through actually asked or drive more innovation through flat armies. Um, And um, I don't know. I think we uh, must be more explorative as well in the public sector in order to to lower uh, bureaucracy uh, and uh, be more inclusive and create good arenas for companies. So... uh, yeah, we need to cut <laughs> out all the non-important bureaucracy and all Down the reporting. Down with the bureaucracy. Absolutely. I
0: agree. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're in a very special time of course and uh, and uh, you know we're all talking about how uh COVID-19 kind of pushed us into into the future. Um has has that Uh, changed maybe some of the the time frames to enter new corporate or or new innovation projects it doesn't necessarily even have to be corporate partnerships but how has that changed maybe especially in the public sector being being forced into living much more digital how uh, how has that changed uh, the options and possibilities for innovation and partnerships
3: i think it's uh, it made things more smooth because uh, the digital uh, shock or the, the changes we have done through working through other tools, like Hudley's and the teams and everything, uh, made the connections and the cooperation much easier. Uh, so that will, uh, for sure, drive innovation as well, because it's easier to meet people and to you know, work together. Uh, and also, I think it's been affecting the, the leadership role that we don't need just bosses or leaders, but we need co workers in a completely different way. And this digital change also sort of pushed for a new kind of leadership, which is improving the way we, we work with innovation.
0: Yeah. I think that's, I mean, I, I run a company delivering platform as a service and I've been preaching future of work for years and people have been looking like, wow, yeah, that's interesting. I can't wait to see 10 years from now if you're right. And then suddenly we're living in the future of work and now they're all having platforms. So, you know, something happens with the mentality when you live in a situation. Um, okay, so so we've discussed a lot about uh, what uh, you are expecting from startups uh, when they come and then, you know, the next step. Uh, you've found a startup or a scale-up that uh, you want to uh, move forward uh, with the relationship. Uh, how, how does that work? Like, how is that actual collaboration? It's more than signing some pieces of paper and... Uh, and uh, delivering a product, I guess, to be us.
1: Yeah, that's right. And um, from uh, the scale-up, super uh, scale-ups pr- perspective, our job is to get or uh, provide proximity to the clients or the ecosystem for the clients. So uh, basically, means that uh, innovation is all about connecting dots. We often say, but in this case, you have the startup and you have the the client problem, and what's in put in here is like the innovation governance the process to actually get something done because we can talk so much about innovation we can talk so much about bureaucracy and experimenting but if you don't have kind of a good process or governance on how to run it then it's getting risky so what we do is to uh, to do this we we, our job is to being the bridge between the startup and the, the client and where we provide these innovation process which basically means that we can lower the risk for the corporate to actually try, experiment, and validate. And it also gets lower risk for the startup because we're going into there and we are basically helping them to do this process. So in the end, you can... Uh, in the end, uh, both for the startup and uh, the corporate, you're having a, a pilot or PUC that is, is ready to validate.
0: So, so you're basically just facilitating as well, like how how uh, uh, interpreting uh, yeah. from one side to the next. How long uh, how long is like an ideal uh, partnership? Is it uh, for a, a project that you prefer, or are you more like this is for life? Let's get married.
1: Let's get married. No, but uh, nevertheless, I mean, what we do, we have in a process that we can run this from. Uh, ID or uh, to uh, pilot in 12 weeks. And what is quite interesting here, that if we find a use case that fits to Gustavin Storbrand, then Suprasteria has insurance clients in other countries, which means that we can take this use case and introduce it to other countries. Which means that, again, those startups that is interesting for us to collaborate with them are those who has these solutions that are ready for scale and that we can bring to It's
0: just a meta-meta corporate start uh, partnership with you and then over to uh, Gustav (laughs) and then over to public sector and it's uh, one big uh, happy family but what is it like why is it attractive for a startup to collaborate with you like what is the best thing that uh, you as a startup bring to the table Gustav you as a corporate
2: Corporate. Um, what we can bring to the table is uh, brand Especially within finance, because it's uh, we're talking about your money and your insurance. So it's really important things for people.
0: Yeah, I feel uh, <laughs> my money is important mm-hmm. to me. It is
2: <laughs> exactly. So then you need a kind of a trusted brand. It doesn't have to be the, the the brand that's kind of facing the customer, but if you can kind of co-brand with store brand, it's kind of giving trust to people, and I think that's really important. Uh, the number two argument is that uh, we have a lot of customers i think we have a lot uh, around 1.3 million customers around in norway which uh, which is quite a lot so we can reach out and test quite easy on our customers number 3 is that we have a good uh, rig handling partnerships we have learned a lot during our 5 years uh, c- uh, collaborating with uh, startups and last but not least we uh, also have this uh, corporate venture capital that uh, we have some capital that to invest and strengthen the partnerships.
0: Some skin in the game. So that exactly. was your top four. How about you, Petra? What's, your, uh, what's the best parts about collaborating with the public sector for a startup?
3: I think it's uh, the possibility for them to join us uh, to find solutions for, for huge challenges. Uh, And uh, we also think that creating this ecosystem, from our point of view, is very important. So they could sort of work together with us in finding solutions. Um, So they were able to join us and find good solutions. And also, of course, when we develop tools and methods, we can also share this and we can improve our methods and tools by working with companies and startups. So I think it's a win-win situation by doing this together.
0: Mm. Solving, saving the world and solving the big problems. Easy. That is a big Easy motivation. Peasy. Easy peasy. <laughs> <laughs> Tobias, what are your uh, biggest um,
1: selling points? One of the biggest selling points is actually that we don't invest in the startups.
0: Oh, okay. This is interesting. Yes.
1: Yes. And that means that instead of the startups that I meet are coming in with dollar signs on their eyes, they are more now focused, okay, how can we present our business or our use case or the problem we are solving that could have help our clients. So, and I also do believe that this this uh, way of doing it also makes the startup to think, okay, how can we find a good collaboration, both like in terms of business model, but also in terms of, again, what kind of, uh, how can we complement each other to work together to enter or uh, to one of the large clients we have.
0: So it's it's basically like access to a larger audience then?
1: Yeah, the client proximity is what we in scale up can uh, offer for the companies that have the good solutions. And then again, as I said, those clients we work with are the ones who know us for years which means that we know they're inside the uh, procedures, they know how we run projects, and what we do here is basically us taking a startup to deliver the technology, and we do everything else as the same. So I think, uh, yeah, that's one of the ways that has been giving us a bit edge and also makes startups coming to us because they, don't, they, know, they do know that they won't lose any equities.
0: I I like that it's uh, different replies to all of you. Gustav, you wanted to comment? Uh,
1: yes, to clarify
2: what I said about corporate venture capital. Uh, in Storbrand, we kind of invest our customers' money, uh, pension money, for example. Uh, so that's kind of one bucket. So that's not the uh, bucket that I'm talking about here. Uh, corporate venture capital for us means that we don't... Uh, we are not the venture capitalists so we don't invest in companies that we don't uh, cooperate with so first we start a partnership and if the partnership turns out to be good then we kind of invest to strengthen the partnership e- and we don't kind of go out in the media and say that we have this amount of uh, money to specify it
0: how much money do you <laughs> have <laughs> exactly
2: <laughs> so it's more like uh, in the in the long run to strengthen the, the partnership and so it's not for the financial return it's more to Strengthen a partnership, partnership return.
0: But uh, but I think it's really interesting, the fact that you are uh, so different because it strengthens uh, what you were saying to Bias about actually being aware of who you who you approach in order to get a par- corporate partnership. You can't just, a corporate partnership is not just a corporate partnership. It's very different if it's with public sector or Stur, or Soprasteria. So it's uh, I- important to know exactly uh, Who you are where you're going and then you can approach uh, your next big partner
1: yeah because i think it's a good distinction to do because in uh gustav store brand and uh, petra public sector they're looking for solutions of course that could add value to them directly but super as a consulting business our job is to help our clients to get better so that's why it's interesting to find these solutions that could add value to our clients so it's more to see how can we help the startups to get to the to the real chal- uh, solve the real uh, challenges than that we are using them for ourselves
0: and it's it's interesting because we we discuss quite often we say you know the big with the small like why should the big companies partner with the small but it it doesn't really matter if it's big and small it's a win-win situation so you can't enter a partnership without it being some sort of equality in terms of somebody's giving something and somebody, well, we're both giving something to get something at the end, right? Um, but you've done this a few times now, give us some do's and don'ts. Give us some horror stories.
1: Some horror stories. Uh, I think one of the best things to stress is that, uh, it's about collaboration and not corporation. And the distinction there is that when you're working with corporation, you work with someone to make yourself better. But when you work in with a collaborative mindset, it's about how can you collaborate together to find a solution that is win-win for both. And I think that is one of the most important things here. And if you don't have that mindset when you enter into a partnership, then I think it's quite... Good recipe for a long term relationship.
0: Yeah. <gasps> Petra, do you have some do's and don'ts?
3: Well, I think the don'ts is that uh, we need to create, um, um, we should not create a bad culture when it comes to approaching companies and startups. And uh, for a lot of people in the public sector, it's still a bit dangerous to even talk to a startup or a, or a company. And uh, I used to say that uh, we can take a meeting, we can uh, have a chat over the phone, come over, talk to us. And we're still not in a procurement, procurement process because a lot of colleagues think that you're not allowed even to talk to a company because it would be very sensitive when, once we have a procurement. So um, be open and uh, be uh, invited and uh, create arenas for all the companies and startups to join. Uh, That's something we absolutely uh, have to do, and we should uh, get rid of the bad not inviting culture, and of course it's about trust as well, right? So um, yeah,
0: I think this is a very good point, and, and we spoke briefly about it, about you know, the whole trust, and I think it's a lot because we maybe don't discuss enough uh, publicly about these partnerships and what does it entail and what does each party want of each other and the expectations. And the more we can actually talk about it, the better these uh, partnerships can go. What are your do's and, dos and don'ts? Uh,
2: from a startup perspective, what they should think of. Yeah, for instance. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I remember when I was looking for my first summer job back in the year 2000, (laughs) when the internet started. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I remember I I sent my uh, (coughs) application through uh, Hotmail to 100 uh, receivers and no one answered. Oh. (laughs) And the reason, I think, was that it was kind of... Uh, written quite general that my name is Kustaveki I would like a summer job at your amazing company and the point is that people can see what you are kind of writing directly if it's kind of personal or not if you're really interested in uh, working at that company or not and I think the same lesson could be learned from a startup because I said earlier that we get in contact with the startups it's not that much the other way around but uh, that's not the hoot truth uh, because people contact me a lot through LinkedIn and through email but I don't even uh, kind of recognize that as a contact because they, it's uh, so extremely unprofessional written so in general that uh, you can see that the text is copied from another place to another with the link etc so I kind of delete those emails to be honest because I get uh, kind of pissed off. <laughs>
0: That makes complete sense. I mean, th- probably the only thing worse would be if somebody sp- used their uh, Hotmail account from year 2000 with uh, <laughs> kim1980bunny uh, at uh, hotmail.com. That would probably be the only worst thing. <laughs> yeah, that's quite good. Um, how about uh, tips for other corporates who would like to start? Who I mean, you all have long experience with this um but i'm guessing that uh, you recommend these uh, partnerships uh, to other corporates what would be like the number one advice you would like to give them
1: um, with we again uh, we're talking a lot about the startups getting ready for work with uh, the big ones but it's so not so much focus on the big ones getting ready to work with the small ones because as i said if you don't have the internal rig and you have thought about what. What do you want, is it strategic or is it like fun to do it? And thinking about the processes, then again, it's a bigger risk to fail in terms of uh, collaboration. And I think startup or the corporate's readiness to work with startups is extremely important. I do believe that it's one of the biggest learnings when I've been working with scale up and uh, in, the, in the bridge between the corporate world and the startup world. That so many corporates want to collaborate but they don't have the rig so that's why we invented a tool called startup readiness assessment where we actually go into the start uh, to the corporate and doing an uh, an assessment to see what uh, what kind of rig do they have and what kind of improvements can be done in order to be even smoother or better to collaborate i
0: like that have you taken that assessment
3: Yes, absolutely. I know that I'm a mentor at the the factory, and I know they're doing uh, analysis or a project where they look into how corporates and startups are working together and how that's creating added value. So that would be really interesting to see how that will turn out. So you have to follow up on that. Uh, But I completely agree with Tobias that we need to have uh, an architecture or internal infrastructure who could really receive and and meet and discuss with the startups. And uh, in most public organizations, there are just one or two persons perhaps who understands why we should cooperate. Uh, But again, as I said, things have been improving quite a lot the the past years. So now we have in most uh, municipalities, you have a team or you have at least a couple of people who could work together and create partnership innovation. But we have to make sure that it's a solid infrastructure, not just only rigged for the project. It must be long-term uh, in order to sustain a good dialogue and partnership innovation.
0: That makes complete sense. These are really good advises. Are there uh, any, uh, any last words you would like to add to this discussion?
2: Uh, if I could make a couple of advice, uh, I would say that the Confess to yourselves that uh, Norway and Sweden uh, are two small markets for digital development. <laughs> you don't have enough inhabitants to kind of uh, uh, cost-effectively invest in uh, digital solutions for every aspect. So number one is to confess that and that's uh, also confession that you need some s- partnership because you can't develop everything by yourself. And you should look at uh, not only company synergies that most of the companies do, but uh, also look at customer synergies between services. And you should devote time, because uh, people or corporates don't uh, devote enough time to the partnerships, they think that, oh, fine, it's regarded more or less like outsourcing, which is not, (laughs) and last, but not least uh, you should develop common OKRs, objective key results, together with the partner. And that's a very good uh, way to kind of uh, set the expectations on a normal level. Uh, So you don't uh, fall into the trap that uh, the startup contact you and say, oh, we would like to develop this too next week. That's more or less impossible in a a big corporation. But if you kind of develop OKRs together, set goals for each uh, quarter or half year, uh, full year, etc. Then you can uh, kind of get a little bit more bi- bureaucracy into the startup, which <laughs> is uh, quite good,
1: actually.
0: Exactly. So. <laughs> so, the best of both worlds, to be us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just to reflect what uh, Gustav is saying. In uh, scale up, we have a tagline called uh, "Think big, start small, and scale up." And I think that goes for both the startup and how they should run the company. But it also goes for the corporates in order to experiment and try to work together with startups to start small, experiment and see what works, and use that to scale up and solve some real problems.
0: That's a perfect way to end it. So think big, start small, then scale. Thank you guys. Thank Thank you. you.